0: Jordan. Ian. Who wanted a bagel, accidentally angered the baker, and now, for some reason, has an irrational fear of baked goods? Ozzy Osbourne? No! Two guys! What's
1: <laughs> up? Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> oh, I <really> hate <laughs> Something about that tickled me. <laughs> well, I'll go in a coupon, Sharon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and welcome to episode 30 of Two Guys What's Up, the weekly comedy podcast where two guys do stupid things and never learn their lesson, and I say that because my name is Ian, and I am joined by a person who I could physically touch right now if I wanted to, Jordan. Jordan, how are you? I'm really good, hey. but I'm cowering in a way slightly. Why is that? Is that because you can only see, like, my forehead? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just because you could physically touch me.
0: Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs>
1: As Ian said that, he just peered over his his mic <laughs> curtain, as he likes Mike to call Curtin. it.
0: Mic curtain. I'm glad you're picking up the lingo.
1: I hear that we've got quite a lengthy one today.
0: We do. I have got an episode And planned. The episode. <laughs> just because it's episode thirty, right? And it's it's a special. There's no need to get dirty, Jordan.
1: Feeling flirty. Yeah.
0: <laughs> flirty thirty. Feeling dirty. Get your cock out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i've uh, I've got a long episode for you today i've had it planned for so long and since the inception of the podcast even when it was just an idea i knew that i wanted to do this very story it is Mm. the story of stardust ranch and the tagline for it that got me interested was the fact that at some point the gentleman in the story kills an alien gray with a samurai sword and i just thought that needs to be told that's amazing and i read the book and it's Fucking mental and it's long so I've uh, summarised it as best I can uh, about 15 weeks ago. It's now only 500 pages. Yeah yeah it's down from a, a cool thousand down to 500 so uh, yeah we're gonna take our time. That, that is also the reason we're in the same room together today because if we weren't We wouldn't have had time to do it while my son was sleeping, which is when we usually record. And we couldn't do it in our own homes because our wives wanted to, I don't know, f***ing go to bed or something. Yeah,
1: now what's that all about? Yeah, f***ing sellouts. (laughs) So, it's going to be a long one. It is. If we get to it, my plans for today is going to be Mad Libs Part 2. Nice one! Which I'm kind of excited about. I'm very much looking forward to that. I loved the first one that we did. It was brilliant. I'm hoping that it's not going to be a massive disappointment now if the first one went well.
0: Yeah, and the second one's just
1: like, that's it. bucks I'm expecting that. At least uh, it can only get better. Yeah, possibly. Hopefully. Not for us, though. <laughs> True. <laughs> or anyone to see yeah. So, should we just dive straight in to Stardust Ranch? Well, first of all, I think we should probably mention where we are again. Oh, yeah, go on.
0: We are again in the most haunted house in... what's bigger than the universe? In the multiverse! Yeah. Perfect. The, the most haunted house in the multiverse. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, we are in my parents' kitchen again.
1: Sorry if it sounds shit. And sorry if you hear rustling, it would be all the coffee pods that are falling down. Yeah,
0: getting lobbed at us from afar. I'm watching the ghost lining one up my forehead right now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You watch it, Trevor. Picked up the knife accidentally.
0: (laughs) Right, so yeah, without further ado, I'm just going to jump straight into this story. None of that f***ing, how are you, bollocks at the beginning. Yeah, I don't care anyway. Yeah, it's just for uh, pleasantries. So, the Stardust Ranch is a property located in Arizona that gained notoriety due to its reported encounters with extraterrestrials and other paranormal beings. The ranch was purchased by John and Joyce Edmonds in 1996, intended to be a peaceful getaway from the hustle and the bustle of city life. Feel free to just jump in anytime you want, Jordan.
1: Yeah, I've got nothing to say so far.
0: Brilliant, finally. So the Edmonds reported experiencing strange occurrences such as hearing unexplainable noises and seeing strange lights in the sky and even claimed to have witnessed extraterrestrial beings on their property, which they described as tall, grey-skinned creatures with large almond eyes, Jordan. Never heard of that. It's that f***ing shot glass. Shot glass effect.
1: <laughs> shot glass effect? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you mean when uh, someone drinks enough that they forget the memory?
0: Is it honestly like that true that you've forgotten what I said last time?
1: Possibly so.
0: So you got a little shot glass as a brain. You pour some fluid in. That's your information. And then as soon as you learn something else, which is more liquid, it gets uh, poured out and you that's re- r- replaces. Got yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> got yeah yeah yeah. Well, the difference is mine's got a hole in the bottom now. Oh, I see. So there's just nothing in there. No, it's just constantly needing to be replenished. It never does.
0: I wondered why you were so dead-eyed earlier. <laughs> got in the car. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's bit, I basically never said anything really
0: <laughs> Okie okay, dokie, right, so I'm, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to keep trying to just like really get through this What's it called? A story, that's the one That's the one By the way, I've been at work all day, so I'm f***ing knackered So please excuse my lack of vocabulary Anyway, we'll get into all that sort of cool stuff that I explained at the beginning then But first, a little bit of backstory John Edmonds, who was born in Everston, Illinois, in the late 1950s. He grew up in a tough neighbourhood where he had to be constantly on guard, however, he found solace during visits to his grandfather's small farm in Arkansas and being surrounded by nature made him dream of living in the countryside one day. After working hard and becoming a psychiatric counsellor, John moved to Arizona in his 30s and opened his own practice. It was there that he met his wife, Joyce, and in the mid-90s, they decided they wanted to own a ranch and look after horses. Oh, lovely. Very nice, isn't it? Although, unfortunately, due to budget constraints, they could only afford to look at run-down and underdeveloped ranches, but they found one in the... Municipality? Can you... I can't say it. Why the fuck did you write it?
1: I knew it was a word. Okay. Municipality. Um, Is that a word? It's got lost all meaning now. Yeah. I would change that to No, I'm keeping it. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) I ain't gonna let
0: vocabulary push me around. Perfect. So they found a ranch in a municipality. of Buckeye, uh, I'm just carrying on, about 45 minutes away from them. The house was fairly modern, with around 3,500 square feet of living space, and the land was muddy and red. Reminiscent, John said, of old western films, which he liked. And John saw his dream in the property, and envisioned visitors having horseback riding lessons, and an animal shelter. Joyce, however, said right from the first time she saw the place, it gave her a bad feeling. But, despite her intuition, conversations about buying the place did come up because the price just seemed far too good to pass up. So, the couple had a multitude of conversations going back and forth on whether or not they should buy the ranch. John was so sick of his work life and wanted to pursue his dream and living in nature, whilst Joyce's intuition was telling her not to. Eventually, the price won them over and they signed the contracts and moved in. When they arrived at the ranch, they discovered that all of the contents from the previous owners were still in the property. They had only rented the truck for 24 hours and with no space to put their stuff in the house, they were shocked that the realtor had not had the previous owners items removed. Even more surprising was the fact that the previous owner had not removed their highly priced item. I'd have got right on a claims cart with that. Would you? Yeah. I guess these people are just nicer. <laughs> <laughs> They called the realtor, who was equally shocked, and suggested that they go out for lunch and a movie while he arranged for the items to be removed. When they returned, the house was indeed emptied, which was a surprise as it was no small job. So later in the night, John decided to take a quick look around his property before heading to bed. He turned on the outdoor light at the back and walked into the cool desert air. And as he approached his newly acquired outdoor swimming pool, which he knew was empty of water, he looked down to find the entire contents of the house that had been supposedly removed piled in the pool.
1: Mm. Oh, so who removed the items? I'll tell you. Okay. Long story short, no one
0: knows. <laughs> <laughs> but- uh, John called the realtor back and told him what had happened The realtor was shocked because he had no explanation As to how the items had ended up in the pool The incident only added to Joyce's unease about the ranch But they eventually moved their furniture in And got the place looking how they wanted
1: it Okay, so could have been worse
0: Um, I guess so, probably But I mean, this is only the beginning of a myriad of absolute insane shit Okay,
1: so it's probably going to get worse
0: It is definitely going to get at least a bit worse, yeah
1: Okay, fair enough Sorry, Joyce
0: As I have written here, they're in the house But things are going to go from 0 to 100 real quick. Nice, do tell. Well, over the next couple of months, John got a bit weirded out by the whole pool incident and decided to buy a gun. Being America, where guns are a lot more prevalent, he said he wasn't really a big gun guy, but felt that it set his mind at ease. And that's when this happens. He was home alone, and a rugged military-style vagrant-looking guy comes wandering up their driveway. And as John walked out to meet him, gun in trow, they stopped at around 10 yards from each other, and John says, Hey, guy, how's it going? Can I help you with anything? And the guy just replies, I live here. And John looks at him and he's like, You fucking what, kid, And then the guy points up with his machete he's holding and points to a little shack around 25 yards away from the house and says, I live there. John is taken aback and didn't know of the guy living on his property and just kind of says, Nah, mate, not anymore. Did you have an agreement with the previous owners? And this guy just looks at John, gives him this kind of look that he's seen some shit, and just says, I kill the monsters. Oh, God. Yeah. So John's like, You what, bruv? And then he gets angry and tells him to knob off. And the guy just stays cool as a cucumber and he just says to him, you'll regret it, and walks off. Okay, that is ominous? Yeah, ominous to say the least. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's just this story. It's just f***ing, It's just one thing after another. It's absolutely mental.
1: As you peel back the layers of the onion, it gets weirder and weirder. It just gets more eye stingy and more eye stingy. <laughs> Only happens with really old onions, by the way. Oh, does it? Is that, is that true?
0: Yep. Oh my God, we're back to facts. <laughs>
1: I've got 10 for pyramids actually (laughs) after this. (laughs) (laughs)
0: So, after this, John thought a landline would add some extra security in the event their mobile phones were unavailable for whatever reason, so he called a local phone company to come and install a phone line. He made an appointment with someone to come and install the phone line, but the first appointment came and went, and no one turned up. So he called and requested another. The second appointment, set a few days later, came and went, no one showed up. Talk about customer value, mate.
1: I mean, at this point, you'd just change provider, wouldn't you? (laughs) Yeah, I'd call someone else, (laughs) like the Ghostbusters. (laughs) Unfortunately, he can't. He had no service. (laughs) Poor guy. So he got
0: a little bit mad for having to wait around a total of eight hours for no-shows. So he called again, asking why he couldn't get someone to come round. After the manager of the company looked into it, she said that the house had a reputation. He asked, what kind of reputation? She replied, strange. There's another pile of fucking skin for your onion, pal.
1: (laughs) Pile of skin. (laughs)
0: I think that might actually come up a little later. Okay. Oh, God. He asked some more specific questions, and she replied saying that the workmen who had been there before were scared to enter the house because bad things would happen on the property. But nevertheless, she did agree to have someone come over later that week, and she said she would see to it herself that the issue was sorted. She asked for a couple hours to get things in place, and John was like, yeah, whatever, mate. So she hung up, a couple hours came and went, and no call came. So he called back and asked to speak to the manager by name, which she had given him, and was told that no one by that name even worked there right so i mean like that's nothing scary but it's just another one of those things you just like what
1: it's just like a little head scratchy, like, what the fuck? Unless she just couldn't be arsed and was like, I'm just going to tell him I'm called Melissa.
0: Yeah, give him a fake name so that she can't get in trouble. Yeah. Such a good idea, like, uh, yeah, I can't really be bothered with work today, can't really be bothered with this house, Or so give him a fake name, waste an hour on the phone, perfect. Yeah, then it was a lunch break, so exactly, she was fine. Exactly, yeah, so she went for a tuna sandwich. Your favourite. Oh, yeah, can't get enough of fish. Anyway, enough about Melissa and her daily skiving rituals. Lo and behold, the next day, a van did actually pull up, and a gentleman stepped out to stick up a new phone line. He was apparently a little skittish when he entered the house and at this point, John decided to ask the guy what the hell was going on. So for the next 90 minutes, the phone guy told John the word on the street about the delightful little ranch. I'm assuming not so delightful. Not delightful at all. What he essentially said was that a guy built the house for his wife in secret as a surprise, but she was like, nah, I hate it, bitch. She said she'd divorce him if they ever lived there. They lived there and she divorced him. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, she did not want him, I suppose.
0: At least she's a person of a word, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. After that, it was owned by a right-wing extremist group called the Sons of Gestapo, who ran a brothel out of it as well as other things, which led to a shootout with the police where a number of them were killed. So, you know, dead people on the property, uh, all that bad energy, spirits, that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, but also Gestapo brothel sounds great.
0: <laughs> Get me in. <laughs> I'm already on the computer getting some plane tickets prepared. <laughs> So, as John was now unemployed and staying at home, he enjoyed travelling the vast acres of his land, and while out and about at night, he started seeing lights in the sky, and then he started seeing them more often, and then they'd dance and move around like they were alive! He said he would later come face-to-face with the craft, and it burned his skin. I didn't really want to go too much into that story, because it's like, yeah, you saw an alien craft at the end. Okay, worthy of note. Absolutely, yep, just what I'd let you know. But John then started noticing that when he was in his house on his own, he was becoming angry and very hyper-vigilant, like he was always on- on edge. He didn't really have a reason for this and tried to use his counselling knowledge to try and release the tension, but any time his wife left the property, the feeling quickly came up on him again, and he would sometimes even lash out, hitting or kicking walls. I've got a
1: great therapist
0: name. Oh yeah? Is it a speech therapist, yeah? <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, I'll hook you with one there. No.
0: You're a good guy. So after this, he started to notice other strange things like changes in temperatures in rooms he was in, pressure change, likened to an atmospheric change. Electronics randomly stopped working. He would go to use a tool and then, for no reason, it wouldn't work. He checked the fuse box, no issue. The tool turned on. He'd then try it again and it wouldn't work. Hmm. He'd put something like his keys or his phone down and then 30 minutes later when he'd go to retrieve them they'd be gone. He'd be searching all over the house and not be able to find them but then two hours later they'd reappear in the same spot he was sure he'd left them in the first place.
1: Oh, this is like what you were saying before. Juts and... Yeah. Yeah, stuff exactly. like
0: teleporting and things. Can ghosts they like to play the tricks don't they? They do. So from here on again things only escalated. He made a conscious note to realise and try and rationalise these things. So it was like the phenomena realised to and reacted back. When he noticed a change in temperature and acknowledged it, something would slide along the kitchen counter. For example, he'd get angry and kick a wall and a TV would turn on full volume. Radios would randomly turn on. The fridge would shake of its own accord. Things really were getting strange and this was only the beginning. From here on out, things did really get a bit f***ing messed up. One morning, John went to check on his dogs, as he always did. He noticed one of the crates was opened. They owned about eight Rottweilers, so bear that in mind, because the crates had been locked up securely the night before, and one was now open. His favourite dog had been taken out, led a few feet away from the crate, and killed. It was apparently squished flat, no thicker than a manhole cover he describes, but the strange thing is, there was no blood, no organs, no footprints, no signs, and even stranger, as I mentioned before, they owned eight dogs, and when this happened, there was no barking, no indication of an intruder. John got angry and was adamant that the force inside the house that was causing all the problems had done this, and now it had John's full attention, and at this point, he declared war on whatever it was. Which wasn't a good idea.
1: Do you reckon it was that weirdo guy that was on his land?
0: Yeah, possibly. That ominous sentence, you'll regret it, was Mm. uh, maybe mumbled up by, I'll kill your dog.
1: Yeah, maybe. And move your keys. (laughs) Yeah, it was was all him. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'll make you angry. I'm going to fly this UFO. (laughs) (laughs) I'll burn you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So things ramped up and took a more personal turn. John and Joyce began waking up with unexplained markings on their bodies. It appears as if they'd been branded like an animal, with strange symbols or handprints. Joyce seemed unaware of the markings, but John was deeply disturbed by them. What was even more disturbing was the next story. One night, John and Joyce decided to go for a meal. John was ready and waiting in the living room for his wife to finish getting ready, and just as he turned the TV on, he heard, I'm ready, from behind him. He and his wife left the house, got in the car, drove the distance to Phoenix to the restaurant. Remember, that was about 45 minutes. Right. On the way, they spoke about the ranch, talked about getting more dogs, getting a water tank installed. Upon arriving, the discussion turned to food and what they wanted to order. Joyce said she had to go to the bathroom, so she excused herself and John took his phone out of his belt clip. He noticed it was off, so he turned it on at once the thing started bleeping miss calls this voicemail that text message me you f**king d**khead where'd you go he noticed it was all coming from his home phone so naturally he sh**ed himself because the only two occupants of the home were at the restaurant he listened to the voice messages and it was all from his wife so he called back and yes joyce answered the phone and she was very angry like what the f**k bro why'd you leave me Mm -hmm. it's clear at this point they're dealing with a doppelganger john was shocked and said that he'd be home soon they hung up on each other John nervously waited to see what would come back to the table and lo and behold, Joyce returned and for the first time, John looked at what he thought was his wife square in the eye. The thing's eyes turned black and John beelined for the door and back home.
1: Did he leave her, this doppelganger with the bill?
0: Eight, well, they hadn't ordered anything.
1: Oh, fair enough. Yeah, so, so
0: I, he just kind of left her there.
1: Not even entrees.
0: Not that I'm aware. It wasn't in the book. <laughs> I can call him and ask him if you <laughs> want. Yeah, yeah, go on.
1: Yeah. Yeah, right right now.
0: Yeah, one sec. <laughs> Hi up John, he Ian. Yes, from that shit podcast.
1: Yes, I'm doing your story.
0: Alright mate, keep your fucking hair on. I just, just wondered, when you were in the restaurant, did you order entrees? Jordan wants to know. What do you mean, who's Jordan? Is he the other guy? Okay, I'll tell him, thanks. Bye. He says you're a f***er.
1: <laughs> Ring him again. <laughs> His phone's off.
0: Now. As we progress, things are getting pretty weird, huh? Well, now, we meet the greys. Everything else up until this point, I think, would intrigue me, but after the next encounter, I would sell up, move out, and let fire cleanse my brain of every memory of this horrible place. Oh, right. So, one night, as a couple were in bed, John was finding it hard to fall asleep, when all of a sudden, he felt a cold, clammy hand touch his arm. He jumped out of bed, grabbed a bat he had stashed behind his bed, and swung. He made contact with something that let out a hiss upon impact, and he rushed to turn on a light. But when he did, he saw no less than three four foot tall alien greys standing before him. And as he was preparing to get another thwacking at the grey little fuckers, they simply phased out of sight.
1: But doesn't he have a gun at this point?
0: He did, but um I think he said something along the lines of he didn't want to keep the gun in the bedroom in case, you know, he woke up and thought Joyce was a goblin or something.
1: Yeah, no, but he doesn't have to shoot his first reaction.
0: I guess if you're jolted out of sleep and all this spooky stuff is happening around you. You're kinda of just gonna be like F-
1: <laughs> you know? That's what I do. Yeah, anyway. but you check that Joyce wasn't the one first. Well
0: if there's an alien in your bedroom, you're gonna be like, oh my God. Oh, I Joyce, you good? Yeah, you cool? Babe, you alright. Yeah, fine. Okay, once you can shoot this great <laughs> Ah You know what I mean?
1: I guess. So he doesn't mind if he thwacked a Joyce with a bat. Of course not. Oh fair enough then. Is that not
0: what you do? Uh,
1: I've heard that's not very polite.
0: Well bear that in mind. So after they phased out He was asking himself, how long had they been visiting without him realising? Were they now going to become more frequent? How did the little shit take a baseball bat to the head and stay stood up? But these visitations did indeed become more frequent. Oh dear. So at one point they did try to get an exorcism performed on the house, but the force in the house fought back, made them all sick, and unfortunately run for cover. Exorcists, not the ghosts or aliens.
1: Yeah, I figured that.
0: So the experiences continued. John, at this point,
1: says in the book, Now things got weird. As if it wasn't already f***ing strange.
0: Exactly, yeah. He's like, oh, this is normal for him, apparently. It's yeah. like a, a normal thing that goes on in Phoenix. So, to put it bluntly, Joyce started levitating at night. Three... <laughs> what is funny, Jordan?
1: <laughs> I think she was just really doing that trick thing where you've got two long poles yeah, that you hold yeah. up under the cover. <laughs> He's just pretending <laughs> just to freak her husband out. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So, I didn't want to live f- here so he could have it. <laughs> Man, what a bitch. <laughs> i love that joy started levitating
0: <laughs> yeah joy started levitating at only night, at night <laughs> yeah only at night about three feet above the bed hard to wake up why did i write that no one knows
1: i guess in a levitating state you couldn't wake her up that, i guess that's probably true but i could have probably written that <laughs> maybe you would say it to yourself <laughs> <laughs> note to
0: self hard to wake up
1: You <laughs> <laughs> just dozing off
0: yeah <laughs> Like, maybe if I write my feelings, it'll help. Hard to wake up, didn't help. Joyce was once floating in her bed and then was floated out of the bedroom and down the hallway. John was walking beside her all the time and he couldn't wake her up or pull her down. But as they came to a wall, he stopped and Joyce just carried on through the wall. Right. John got sick of it by this point and ran to grab his trusty AK-47. Thank you. He walked outside and saw a craft pulling his wife up into a blue beam. He aimed and fired, which disrupted the light, and Joyce was dropped to the ground, where she woke up and remembered everything. Mm -hmm. F***ing spooky, but I mean, how high was she off the ground? That's what I want to know.
1: Yeah. Low enough to survive the fall. I mean, she was already levitating, I suppose. What would he have done if she was like 80 feet in the air, though? Just ran over with a mattress. (laughs) I, th- I thought you meant to lob at the craft <laughs> no like some sort of stunt double in a movie oh i see you yeah. know where they have like the crash mats yes they just sort of ran up to it and then uh, and then she fell on it fair enough might have dragged it out of the pool
0: maybe <laughs> so the next thing john reports is he was outside the stable when he saw an outline walking towards him it was human shaped but had longer arms and walked like you would see in the patterson gimlin footage like bigfoot he saw it and thought. Whatever.
1: Yeah, he's like, I've passed it all now. Yeah,
0: so now we're getting Bigfoot sightings. The next few occasions he saw it, it was slowly getting closer to the house. So again, AK-47, scream aim fire, direct hit, problem over? Nope. It had zero effect. It kept coming and continued to. He described it looking like the Michelin Man. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that tire guy? Apparently, he still sometimes sees it to this day, and he describes it oddly enough as having brillo pad like skin.
1: That's like really rough. Yeah, really like
0: scoury. So I guess I mean if you're um, trying to do dishes,
1: yeah, that's it. Yeah, just stick it out the window. Just like
0: close your eyes, stick out the window, give a good scrub. That's it. See, all this paranormal stuff ain't bad news.
1: Silver lining of a brillo pad. (laughs) Of a brillo pad.
0: The silver suddy lining. (laughs) So now we get to the part that made me really want to do this book, because it's just brilliant and insane. I'm intrigued. One day while driving home, John was following a van which had an overpacked flatbed, and it hit a bump and something fell off. John beat at the driver, but he f***ed off. So John stopped, got out, and saw a samurai sword just laying on the floor. Great, new weapon, he thought, you know, to f***ing fend off all his spooky buggers.
1: Yeah, when his wife's floating. Bat
0: in one hand. Sword and the other.
1: Good and triggered by your foot. <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> Stick it in your gob, <laughs> use your tongue. He'd have to be really good at yoga for that though, wouldn't he? Just like you, pretzel boy. <laughs> what? <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> you need to start listening to our episodes if you don't remember what I'm on about. I'm I'm the Cokehead. You're the pretzel.
1: Ah, uh, got you. Yeah, I don't I don't listen to us. <laughs> you should do. I'm funny. <laughs>
0: So the aliens by this point weren't even trying to hide. They were just being noisy around the house, showing up in the middle of the day. But then one of his most beloved horses was killed and he saw this as an act of war, like it had been done specifically to annoy him. He placed the sword that he found nicely under his bed where his trusty bat had once lived one day, John was in his workshop. Joyce wasn't around. She's was probably off looking for new properties somewhere or something. Getting
1: a divorce lawyer. She's she probably floating off somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm off to town! Hey! <laughs> I suppose she could go anywhere, couldn't she then? Yeah, yeah.
0: John felt the pressure change. Shit was happening. John saw a grey phase in. He didn't move. He kept his cool, so they didn't know that he was there. Walked to his bedroom, bent over... Grabbed his sword, watched Jordan, calmly walked back out, headed down the hallway that kept him hidden, looked around the corner, and saw a further three greys that were now in there. Probably trying to figure out how the new TV remote worked to find out what channel Babe Station was on.
1: Makes perfect sense.
0: Yeah, we all know what those f***ing greys are like.
1: <laughs> I just had images when you were saying that. He <laughs> calmly what... So he got up, walked to his bedroom,
0: <laughs> bent, bent over, over,
1: pulled down his kecks, shouted one of
0: them trusty greys in. Hey, Flarkborn. So, with a calming breath, he lunged out of the room, slicing and decapitating one of our horny grey antagonists. The others instantly disappeared, but the one that he chopped into was left behind. Could have been left in his behind. If he's the one that willingly bent over, then I dare say he probably would have liked it. Fair enough. So, not at all like a serial killer, he wrapped the head up, he wrapped the body up, and stuck them in his freezer, to wait until his wife returned home.
1: Just to get some baggage. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> he just lit his head while he's wrapping up like barbecue in a night I <laughs> only like him fresh <laughs> the supermarket grey meat just oh. does not quite the same when Joyce got home she noticed the brown stains everywhere and he was like yep I killed a grey with my new sword and she's just like yeah cool <laughs>
1: and then she just floats <laughs> off I'm off upstairs after
0: this they kept the body for a bit they got abducted a lot more frequently and then after that he got rid of the body he does explain in the book why he couldn't just come out with it so if you're wondering where's the picture of the body why didn't he just post a pic on facebook well the answer is very long and not podcast worthy so i will leave it up to you to find that out in your own time so robert bigelow founder of the bagel aerospace the what i I wrote bagel aerospace (laughs) founder of Bigelow Aerospace, ended up buying the ranch to be able to do his own investigation of the property. He has a big interest in the paranormal, and even bought Skinwalker Ranch. Right, so there is a lot more information in this book. It even goes into the history of the land, the tribes that inhabited the areas, more strange events including the Phoenix Lights, as well as elaborating on points I've told you. He talks about Men in Black, coincidences, psychics, the Monroe Institute, portals, renegade greys, more important figures that expand the story, walk-ins, aliens from the Sirius, and Andromeda. With the star system, reptilians, black magic, Satanism, genetics, the history of people on this earth, spirituality, and they even talk about theories of the fourth dimension, Jordan.
1: So, after all that, I still think the Gestapo brothel's the best bit.
0: That's the best part for you, is it? Yeah. You just haven't been able to stop thinking about that, have you? Zoned out.
1: No, that's it. Well, I don't know what you just said, actually. Could you just repeat what you've said today?
0: No, I think I'd probably kill myself if I had to read that again. <laughs> That is super strange, though. Yeah, no, it's, it's a super weird story. I mean, like, it's so hard to believe it because it's literally like they've just gone through a list of paranormal events, put every single aspect of it into their life in this ranch.
1: Yeah. Whatever did happen between him and Joyce? They sold the ranch and $2 million is what it was up for. I don't
0: think it sold very well, but then Bagel Boy bought it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, super weird. Yeah. I think if ever I had the chance, I would probably visit there. Yeah, I'd love to visit it. Is there a Gestapo brothel involved?
0: Uh, I couldn't tell you. Not not anymore. I think that was all ousted when they um, shot them all.
1: Yes, well, thank you for telling us that for very short story. For rattling through that f***ing horrible story. To be honest, I, I was expecting it to be a lot longer.
0: Well, that's run as about an hour. It probably will only be cut down to about five minutes, though, due to my inability to talk with all my retakes, gaps, me stopping and going... What the f*** does that say? <laughs> Why the f*** did I write Jenga?
1: Very interesting story nonetheless.
0: Yeah, super interesting, real creepy. Mad
1: Madlibs. Mad libs. Again, I'm excited. I love the first one. Well, let's ruin your memory then with the part two.
0: What, are you going to give me a lobotomy or something? Come here, let's fucking ruin your memory. <laughs> Chase it after me with an ice pick and a hammer.
1: <laughs> no, I'm just saying that you, you seem to enjoy the first one. Now I'm going to ruin it by doing a number two that's going to be oh, worse. Brilliant, I can't wait. <laughs> so you know the drill now. Uh, it's the game where I'll ask Ian to come up with some random silly words like nouns, verbs, adjectives and more. I'll fill these words into a blank space in a short story. Uh, the twist is that the story will remain a mystery to Ian and until the very moment when we both act out the dialogue and perform this exciting and dramatic Mad Lib scene together.
0: Oh, look at me. I'm Jordan. I can speak, go hear it sentences.
1: <laughs> oh, it's all right. I've had a therapist. <laughs> Are you ready for the adventure, Ian? I cannot wait. Let's get started. Hit me. Give me a silly word. Um... Off the top of your head, don't overthink it. I can't. This is
0: You know when someone says, think of a joke, and you're like, mine goes blank. Um... squimple fresh,
1: squimple fresh.
0: (laughs) fresh, Nice. S Q U I M pull fresh.
1: The name you'd give to a cat? Wanker. I hate cats. No, an actual name as if. Imagine you really liked cats.
0: Okay. Um, Mr. Fluffy Headed Dickhead.
1: (laughs) I'll I'll go for Mr. Fluffy. Give me a type of nut. Pistachio. Oh, I should have said almonds. Fuck now. You can you can go for almonds. Are you sure? If you want. You're so kind. Almonds. Thank you, Jordan. Give me a. Actually.
0: Brazilian, yeah, pistachio. No, what did I say? Almond, yeah, current is fine, yeah, almond.
1: <laughs> now I'm going to take your first answer. Oh, bastard! Well, I've not asked the question yet. Can
0: you can you spell pistachio? I can't.
1: Yes. Fantastic. Good news. Carry on. A random adjective. Crispy. 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 <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> like my face after a time traveller's visit. What would you shout if you saw a monster under your bed? Hey, buddy,
0: how's it going? <laughs> Okay. Want to touch my willie?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I want to say, give me something else that that could be an actual exclamation of something. That is what scary. I'd say though,
0: because I love monsters. Do you? And if there was one under my bed, I'd be like,
1: if it's not an alien, then of course cool. so I'd just be like, yeah, hey buddy, how's it going? Okay, I'll rephrase it. What would you shout out if you saw an alien grey under your bed? Oh,
0: you fucking think you're clever, don't you? Uh, I'd probably be paralysed with fear and just kind of shout. Are you looking for a little bit more information?
1: No, I mean that's fine. Okay. Give me two random letters of the alphabet. P and J. What's something you hate doing? Recording with. No. Um, <laughs>
0: uh, cooking. I'm bad at it. I hate cooking.
1: Okay, fair that, enough. That is a, an absolute
0: task and a chore for me. So I, I don't really. I like cooking the things that I can cook, like toast.
1: Yeah, the things that are sort of so hands off.
0: Yeah, like cook uh, coffee. Does that count? <laughs> no, because you don't <laughs> cook anything. <laughs> I'm just classing cooking as putting things
1: together to make a thing that goes in my mouth. Uh, or, or warmer. Or warmer, yep. Yeah. Okay, so microwaving. Yeah, what? Is that my answer? No, I'm just asking you. So, microwaving, would that be your favourite form of cooking?
0: My favourite form of cooking is handing money over to a person to give me food.
1: <laughs> Takeaway driver. That's the guy. <laughs> Perfect. That explains my boobs. Give me a random number. 47. Give me another adjective. Nibbling. Give me a plural animal. Dogs. I love dogs. Nice. Give me the name of a TV series. Malcolm in the Middle. Give me a random body part.
0: <laughs>
1: Elbow. Give me a verb ending in ing. Verb.
0: Hmm. Procrastinating. Mm, very good. Thank you. That is my um,
1: max energy. Been expelled <laughs> for tonight. Give me a random... Exclamation. Stop. 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 <laughs> More like, stop. Stop. Nice. Okay. <laughs> Give me a random amount of time, like three minutes, 18 hours. 46 seconds. 46 seconds. Yes. I believe that's what I mumbled. <laughs> a type of profession. A doctor. A random celebrity name. Isn't that your job? Um, Michael Caine. So we're almost done uh, Give me a plural noun Fridge magnets Okay, yeah The name of a famous athlete Dwayne the Rock Johnson Nice <laughs> You sounded really impressed with yourself Oh,
0: I am I, I am I know
1: nothing of sports So for me to come up with anything I think is a miracle That quick mm. Give me a random verb ending in ING Tickling Lovely And finally, an adjective Painful Perfect <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so thank you for your input there, Ian. Uh, We've filled out the words for our scene. Are you ready to perform?
0: I cannot wait.
1: Let's do it. Good to see you again, Mr. Squimple Fresh. Hi, Mr. Fluffy.
0: I want to talk about your son, Little Almond. I've been a teacher for many years, and I must say I've never before seen such a crispy child. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) I know. I am as surprised as you. Your son is forecasted to receive a P in English literature and a J in cooking and washing the dishes. Oh, I see. And, for show and tell, he brought in 47 dogs.
1: It was very bad. It was terrible. I will admit that his mother and I started letting him stay up late to watch Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, well, that explains it all. How is Little Almond's class participation? Well, you know... He constantly calls out, even though I tell
0: him if he has a question, he can raise his elbow. Huh? Yeah, and today during PSHE, I found him in the back of the classroom, procrastinating.
1: Stop. Not good at all. I'm so sorry. Is there anything you suggest that I can do to help my son improve? Yes, of
0: course. That's why you're here. I want you to read to him every night for at least the next 46 seconds.
1: (laughs) That's perfect. I actually just bought him the book Harry Potter and the Doctors. (laughs) That's a very good one. That's a very popular book here in Michael Caine Primary School. Ah, good, good.
0: So, anyways, I also suggested you sit down and make sure that he does his homework. Oh? Because last time, he just said that Dwayne The Rock Johnson ate it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, that is a classic excuse, I understand.
0: But listen, to end this meeting, on a good note, he's very well liked in class, He's very well-liked, in fact, and he often leads other students in singing his favourite song, Humpty Dumpty Sat on the Fridge Magnets.
1: Oh, that's so nice. Yeah,
0: and his fellow peers show their appreciation by tickling him (laughs) every day (laughs) for (laughs) it.
1: Thank you again, Mr. Squimplefresh, for bringing this all to my attention.
0: You're very welcome, Mr. Fluffy. I just want the best for almond.
1: Can I just say before we leave, you are the best teacher for my son. Every night he comes home and says Mr Squimple Fresh is just the best <laughs> That's painful End scene
0: Oh fantastic Another another brilliant one to add to the records. Little Almond. Poor little Almond <laughs> Raise <Freeze> your elbow. <laughs>
1: In mathematics or
0: something yeah. all his friends say thanks by tickling him <laughs> yeah. so imagine like a all sat around him like singing Humpty Dumpty sat on the fridge magnets and they're all like that was good let's get him like they all pile on him
1: He's there with his 47 dogs yeah. maybe he brought them in for protection maybe from all yeah the tickling fingers
0: Fuck they're all. all rottweilers yeah <laughs> I was just thinking about poor old Rottweilers getting squished by
1: Unseen Forces. Oh, yeah. What was it? The width of a... Manhole cover. God, yeah. Amazing. Brutal.
0: Right, I think we should probably wrap some stuff up right now. How does that feel? Yeah, I think that's
1: probably safe.
0: I think what I'm probably going to do is go home, listen to this and then re-record my sections.
1: (laughs) Nice. How's that sound? They only take you a
0: couple of days. But at this point, we're about, what, 900 weeks ahead? Just about. Yeah, should have plenty of time. Where am I going? What am I doing? That one.
1: Is that just a question to the ether? Yeah.
0: Someone, please
1: direct me. Where am I going? What am I
0: doing? What the f*** is going on? Someone just f***ing kill me. (laughs)
1: get your samurai
0: <laughs> clean swipe clean swipe straight to the head go in um john's freezer for later <laughs>
1: yeah. oh how would you feel though being frozen next to a gray
0: i guess i'd be dead so i wouldn't really care
1: yeah no but if that was your burial ground as it were it's where you will lay to rest
0: well, i guess i would be all right would just be like you know i would be like well if i'm gonna be here i'm gonna have to get used to you i can't see you you know because my you know, i'm dead in that <laughs> So let's just be friends. Wow, okay. I
1: never thought I'd hear the day.
0: What other choice would I have but like spending eternity screaming at myself?
1: Well I honestly I thought you'd have gone for that really.
0: I guess my plan would still maybe be in effect, you know. Except I wouldn't be able to poop. So I'd just have to scream in a corner for a bit and then just go over it. <laughs>
1: What well, would be really unfortunate, though, wouldn't it, if you got put in that freezer mm. and your head was next to its asshole? <laughs> I don't know. Every bad
0: situation has its silver lining, Jordan. <laughs> just make sure to bury me with my tongue out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just stick your tongue out before rigor mortis sets in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice.
0: <laughs> okay. Anyone
1: who's feeling a little bit lonely, just open the freezer and sit in. <laughs>
0: Just don't take me out for too long because I'll fall. (laughs) Anyway, on that absolute grim note, I'm going (laughs) to end it right there. Okay. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode of Two Guys What's Up. If you'd like to get in touch or have an idea you'd like us to research, have something read out on a future episode, or even if you just want to say hi, you can find all the links to our socials where you can reach us at twoguyswhatsup.com, which will be linked in the description of this episode for your clickety-plickety pleasure. Don't forget to follow the show wherever you listen to us so you don't miss another episode, and maybe even tell a friend. Take your friend to Stardust Ranch, Get some of those greys don't kill them make friends with them stick on two guys what's up don't show them this episode though they'll attack us probably They hear bad mouth in them But yeah Just show them another one Show them episode 22 And they can correct all my facts (laughs) Yeah And don't forget We now have a Patreon Where you can find all sorts of Two Guys What's Up bonus stuff Including merch We have some badges too That come along with a shout out And we now have our very own Two Guys What's Up branded t-shirts That are available And I think they've probably been on there For about a week at the moment So if we haven't sold one I'll be sad Sorry I'll buy one But they are available All that is over there Starting for just £3 So if you like what we're doing And you want to help support the show and get some cool stuff while you do it, then head over to patreon.com forward slash 2 up to check out all the goodies over there. Link will be down below. But if you can't, or you just don't want to, but you still like to help us out, then a five-star rating and review in the Apple Podcast app would go a long way to help us out, and we would be eternally grateful. But on that note, thanks for listening, and go to bed. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> Have a lovely time. Bye! Bye! If you interrupt me again, I'm going to come over there and snog you so hard. Nothing, no, no, no reply. Just waiting for you to start so I can interrupt. <laughs> okay.